Hello, I hope you're having a lovely day today. I am sharing with you all about my journey with learning to dress femininely and why I think it is important uh, to buck the culture and embrace dressing in a more feminine way. So I am a Christian, so everything I'm sharing is from a Christian worldview. I do come from an athletic background, so it's been a long journey for me to learn how to uh, wear dresses, basically. And I was very uncomfortable with it. So I'm going to share my story and then also the whys behind why I've changed how I've dressed over the past few years. It's a fairly new thing for me, really, since I would say 2021 was a big defining year for me and having a new perspective on clothing. First Peter 3. Likewise, wives, be subject to your own husbands so that even if some do not obey the word, they may be won without a word by the conduct of their wives. When they see you are respectful and pure conduct, let not your adorning be external, the braiding of hair, the putting on of gold jewelry, or the clothing you wear. But let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle quiet spirit in which God's sight is very precious. This verse could feel to some of you like it contradicts everything else that I say in the rest of this video. The rest of this video is about living set apart. I want to make that clear because in an eternal worldview, 1 Peter, something that we reference often in our videos, is very helpful of being very clear of where we should be putting our focus. So I don't want what I talk about in today's video to become an obsession or all-consuming. I want that to just be a fun lifestyle thing. It's like choosing to eat healthy food even though the Bible says that you could eat poison and still live. But I'm gonna choose to not eat poison and make my food from scratch at home. So I hope this makes sense with everything else that I'm saying. I don't wanna neglect this verse as I'm talking about the clothing that we wear. When it comes to talking about feminine dressing or even just girls wearing dresses, I've seen things in the past of people saying dressing feminine doesn't make you feminine. And while that is very true, just because you wear a dress doesn't make you a God-fearing woman. I spent a lot of my time as a single girl focused very much on inner beauty and developing inner beauty and at the same time neglecting the importance of outer beauty. And especially if you're single, how embracing your outer beauty and stewarding your outer beauty is important in attracting a guy. So I think it can be both and. I think it's important to talk about both the inner beauty and the outer beauty and talking about outer beauty, it doesn't have to be in a vanity sense. Instead, it can be in a way of, I'm gonna dress to respect myself, others, to honor my husband and how he likes me to be dressed. There will be comments saying, wearing dresses doesn't make you feminine, wearing skirts doesn't make you more important than other people. This is not a sin issue. You can wear pants and shorts and who really cares? That This has nothing to do with salvation. This is just a way that we can embrace the way that God made us and be set apart from the culture. So before we get into my own journey, I do want to talk about that with bucking the culture by dressing 
different than the culture. Our mainstream popular culture, men and women are treated exactly the same. Women are expected to do the same things that men can do. They can even do better than men. Women are expected to grind like men. They're expected to hustle like men. Basically, men and women are interchangeable. A woman can do and be anything that a man can do or be. And I even remember growing up watching a TV commercial, there were several of them, of the, I think it was Gatorade or some sports drink, I think, I could be wrong about that. But there was that song, I can do anything, you can do better, I can do anything better than you. And it was normally like female athletes saying it about male athletes. And so from young, we are conditioned that girls can do anything that guys can do. and. Coming from a biblical worldview, men and women are very different. Scott said this the other day in one of our videos that we do together. Men and women are equal in value, but not equal in function. <laughs> and we actually had a, a person comment on that video and say something like, could you explain that to an atheist or to uh, someone who doesn't come from a Christian worldview, but is instead an atheist? And it made me laugh because I thought, can you imagine if I went on a secular person's channel and they made it explicitly clear that they come from an atheist or agnostic worldview and I came on and asked them to explain what they mean to someone who comes from a Christian worldview? It just made me laugh because I was like, no, I'm not going to explain that because we have two totally different worldviews that we operate out of. Back to what Scott said in that video of men and women are not equal in how we carry out our functions. Men and women are very different in how we are to live out our Christianity. The Bible gives very clear instructions to women and instructions to men. As far as discipleship goes, again, I'm not talking about salvation. We are equal in Christ. It's the Galatians verse of there's no longer male or female. That has to do with salvation, not the practical outworking of our Christianity. As women, we are meant to get married unless God calls us to celibacy. We are meant to bear children unless for some reason that doesn't happen. But for most people, that is the natural godly way of working out our Christianity. And Titus 2 is a great reference verse for that. Proverbs 31 woman is a great picture of how we work out our Christianity as women. And so it's very different men and women. And in our current mainstream popular culture today, women are expected and encouraged to leave our feminine domains and rather pursue masculine domains. And so all of that brings me back to the clothing we wear because if you look at how the past has gone and how wardrobe has changed, when did women stop wearing dresses and skirts? It was in the 1960s era, give or take 10 years or so. But that was the big change. I know this because at one point in Kentucky, we had a 91-year-old neighbor, Miss Georgia. Her and I would have great chats out. Our driveways were right next to each other and our houses were on either side. So anytime I would go outside, she would be sitting on the patio on her driveway and we would have great chats. And the one day, for some reason, she started telling me the story about the first time she saw women wearing pants. 
and she said it was a dramatic change. Women were starting to enter the workforce and all of a sudden women were no longer wearing skirts and dresses, but they were wearing pants. She said to me, she's like, we just thought it was so strange. She's like, here are all these women trying to be men. And this was her saying that back in the 60s, she was saying this. And when she said that, at that time, all I ever wore was shorts and pants. And again, it was just this mental note of, that's interesting that that is how things were and that it was when women started entering the workforce due to war and the need for women to leave the home to go work because men were away, there was a demand for it. And of course, government liked that because that meant more tax dollars that they were able to collect. But that was the first big shift of women stopping wearing dresses and skirts and starting to wear pants. And then obviously it changed to shorts. And now if you go on a college campus today, it is mind-blowing. You either have girls that are showing off all their stuff that only their husbands should see or their future husbands should see, or you have girls that you could take their outfit and put it on a boy and it would look just as fine. Girls are dressed so androgynous that there is no difference in their clothes versus the boys on campus clothes. And I was guilty of that. When I was in college, I uh, was a soccer player and I wore shorts and t-shirts all the time. If I wasn't wearing shorts and t-shirts, I wore like these drug rug things and baggy clothes. I was in this weird Shane Claiborne era. If you don't know who Shane Claiborne is, he's a socialist and my time at the, my first university that I went to, a college professor uh, tried to get me down the socialist route very successfully by giving me a Shane Claiborne book. And this is why, this is a whole different tangent that I could go into, but girls are very uh, susceptible to indoctrination while in college. And so we have to be very aware of the consequences of putting girls through university because of these socialist communist uh, brainwashings that happen there and at the same time the androgyny that happens there so that goes back to my point of going on a college campus and the girls look no different or the girls are dressed in clothes that boys could wear. And so as Christians, how do we set ourselves apart? We are not just androgynous beings on this earth, but we are women made in the image of God and we want to radiate that beauty in our character and how we live our life and also by how we carry ourselves. Because we're dealing with function as well. Our clothes, what we wear is a uniform, just like someone wouldn't go to a job interview in a sloppy uniform, we should be aware of our what we wear every day, that it plays a role in how we function. Nobody wears pajamas all day, or if you do wear pajamas all day, then most likely that is a day you've decided to be lazy and do absolutely nothing. But if you wanna be productive and get things done, the best way that you could possibly do that is get yourself up in the morning, get dressed, fix your hair, wash your face, 
then you're like, okay, I'm ready to be productive. It's the same with wearing feminine clothes. This ties into my personal experiences with wearing dresses and skirts and how it has made me feel more feminine. It has made me want to embrace my feminine domain uh, more than ever before just by doing the simple thing of wearing dresses and skirts. That happened in 2018 with my neighbor lady telling me about women leaving wearing skirts and dresses to start wearing pants. And then over the years, Scott would make comments anytime I got dressed up or had to wear a dress for some reason, he would always make comments of how he liked me in dresses. And I was like, well, that's like nice, but this was a special occasion and I don't feel very confident even when I do wear dresses because coming from a more athletic background, I was most comfortable wearing shorts and a t-shirt or even if I'm going to be dressier wearing like nicer shorts and a nicer blouse or a nicer shirt. To me, that was far more comfortable than wearing a dress and skirts were definitely off the table. I felt extremely uncomfortable wearing skirts. And so just those uh, little comments that Scott would make of how he likes me wearing dresses started this desire in me of I wanted to wear dresses, but at the same time, I felt it was an imposter thing to even change the way I dress because everyone who knows me knows I don't wear dresses. So it's like overcoming this image that I created in my mind that, no, I wear shorts and a t-shirt. It's gonna be weird if I start wearing dresses and skirts out of nowhere, <laughs> that's so awkward. And then there was another like life event in the fall of 2021. Scott went to help his friend Riley to work on a construction project of flipping one of his houses. It was a month long thing out in Illinois. And so uh, Margot is Riley's wife. And her and I got to spend an entire month together. And that was a pivotal month and me learning to embrace my femininity. I would actually love to have Margot on one day because I just feel like she is a wealth of wisdom in this area because she really did inspire me so much when we were there together. And one of the ways that she inspired me was we started having these conversations about androgyny and her journey of learning to dress more feminine. And she has a little daughter who was two and a half or three at the time. and she had told me a story about how her daughter, about how Margot, the one day she just had a, a baggy shirt on, it was a hoodie or sweatpants or something, and her daughter said something about either her wearing Riley's clothes, like, mommy, why do you have daddy's clothes on? Or mommy, you look like daddy, something to that point. Um, again, if I ever have Margot on, I'll have her t share this story properly. But she said that was a key moment for her of realizing that her young daughter notices what she wears and to be intentional in how she dresses because her young daughter is watching. And even the month that we were there, anytime I wore a dress or a floral shirt, she knew that. She would be like, oh, Kelly, your dress is so pretty. To the point where it made me want to start wearing more feminine clothes and finding more feminine clothes because I was like, wow, our younger girls, they're paying attention. It seems like such a silly thing of what we wear, but it's to show that no, like women are different from men. Our functions are different. The way we carry ourselves are different. And to be a positive example of femininity. 
And then that was also the first time I've ever heard of a color palette was Margot had a very specific color palette that she dressed in. And it was really fun. I'd never heard of that. I've never even thought about that, that certain colors look better on certain people never crossed my mind. And of course now I'm like, yes, that makes so much sense. We have a book, it's called Color Me Beautiful. I actually have a second copy of it. So um, my website, hopefully it'll be back and running soon. But once it's up, I'll put that second copy on it. And if anyone wants to buy it, you can. Um, but we found this secondhand book. It's called Color Me Beautiful. I think it was written in the 60s, 70s, maybe the 80s. I don't know. Somewhere during that time frame. And it basically shows you the color palette, what works for if you have a certain hair color, eye color. And it's really helpful. And But one of the key things they said of helping you discover your color palette is pay attention to the clothes that you get complimented the most on. Because when you wear a color that is in your color palette, the person is looking at your face and not your clothes. Because the color of the outfit is flattering on your face, it makes the person say, wow, you look really good. Whereas something that's not your color palette, it could, someone could say, oh, I like your shirt, but that's just because the shirt is super flashy and they're looking at the shirt and they're not looking at you. I hope that makes sense. The color palette thing started with Margot and then we ended up finding this book, Color Me Beautiful, last year and that, again, changed everything for me because then I started to understand, okay, I can look for clothes that are specific to colors that look good on me. So my experience with Margot was at the end of 2021 and I kind of do extreme things sometimes, like <laughs> when we uh, were frustrated with Kroger, we cold turkey quit all chain grocery stores and uh, that was 2021 that we went the entire year of no not shopping at a corporate shop besides Hobby Lobby and then besides our month in Illinois when we didn't have any other options but that being said with this feminine stuff I was like you know what I'm gonna go the entire year only wearing dresses and skirts. So that would have been 2022. And that quickly did not happen because I realized I actually don't own enough feminine clothes, skirts or dresses to even do that. And I still didn't really feel comfortable wearing skirts at all yet. So I was like, you know what, instead of being extreme with this, this will be something that I build over time because I don't want to spend a bunch of money on totally flipping my wardrobe. I like to thrift shop as it is. And so with thrift shopping, <laughs> you're not going to flip a wardrobe in a few days or even a few months. I was like, you know what, this is going to be a long time change of wardrobe. And so every time that I would go to a thrift shop, I would start looking for skirts or dresses or shirts that complement skirts that were in my color palette and that were made with natural fibers. Those were my two things that I was looking for was color palette and natural fibers. So I love linen. Both of this, what I have on right now, it's a linen shirt and this is a linen dress that I have under it. And so it's nice because I can wear this dress by itself or I can pair it with a shirt. So also learning to buy things less with patterns on it. Obviously this has a pattern, but the dress doesn't. So I can wear the dress with other things. So I'm thinking about doing a follow-up video with this of maybe showing you my simple wardrobe. That's what I'm thinking about doing. So 
if you think that would be helpful, I don't mind doing that. Um, like I said, I don't feel there are some people that are like really uh, experts in this area and I am not one of them. I feel like I've just kind of stumbled into learning how to wear dresses with the motivation of being set apart and looking set apart and also honoring my husband because Scott loves when I wear dresses and skirts. All of that being said, I have actually built a decent size wardrobe of dresses and skirts and it's still very much, it's more like a capsule wardrobe. It's very simple, but it's dresses that are mostly made of natural fibers. There are exceptions. Uh, some dressier things that are very fancy, most of the time they're made of polyester. So there's exceptions. But my everyday wear, I try to keep natural fibers, uh, linen, cotton, those are the main two, and in the winter, wool. This coming winter will be really interesting because this summer I actually have spent most of the spring and summer wearing skirts and dresses more than I ever have before. I have grown to be very comfortable wearing skirts and dresses out and about and even at home. And at home, I've had to learn what to wear that's comfortable. So things that I can work in that I don't mind getting a little bit dirty and also that are flowy and free because I don't want to wear really tight things when I'm at home. I don't wear tight things anyways, but you know what I mean of like certain dresses like sent you in certain places that aren't super comfortable to wear all day. Um, I'm also learning a lot about the fascia and how tight clothes restricts our fascia and the fascia is the like thin layer that is over your muscles over your whole body and so wearing looser clothes is helpful for your fascia. All of that being said it's taken me a long time of being intentional and slowly building up a more feminine wardrobe and things that suit me things that I feel comfortable in and are still a reflection of who I am. So this whole thing of I feel like an imposter, I realized it doesn't have to be like that. I still wear, there's this one gray dress that I have that looks kind of sporty and it's very comfortable. You can dress it up with a little cardigan or a jacket, but it's nice for me to wear at home because I still feel very free in it. Also, it's a dress, so I still feel very feminine in it. So I think this is unique to every person. What you find works for you. And I think that's what's fun with it is it you can get inspiration from other people like uh, at the beginning of this year, I was really into learning about the English monarchy. And so I was started looking up Kate's wardrobe and I liked seeing all of the feminine clothes that she wears. Very elegant, classy, but at the end of the day, I was like, that is not my style. Blazers are not my thing. I'm sure they would fit some people, but that's just not me. So discover what you like, what works for you when it comes to you feeling more feminine. If you are single and you have really spent a lot of time working on your inner beauty and focusing on becoming a virtuous woman, a high value, virtuous woman of good character, and this is an area that you haven't put a lot of thought into, I would encourage you to embrace learning to dress femininely because you automatically end up setting yourself apart from a very large crowd of androgynous women. And what are the first things that a guy notices 
about a girl is what she looks like, how she carries herself, is the outward femininity. So if you can outwardly display yourself as a feminine woman, then you are going to automatically draw the attention of a high value masculine guy that's looking for a feminine woman. That is a green light for him of, oh, she wears dresses. That's nice. Whereas you could be super feminine and virtue, but if you're dressed like a man, a guy may never approach you just because he is looking for that more feminine woman. That's something that I wish that I had known. I had no idea about any of this. Uh, I think it would have really helped me. And actually looking back at my college age self, I can remember there was a girl I went to college with and she was always beautifully dressed and not in like high fashion, trendy. I'm not talking about trendy. I hope that makes sense in this video. I'm not talking about trendy things. I'm talking about simple beauty that is timeless. That's what I'm talking about. And there was a girl I went to school with and that's how I would describe the way she dressed. It was timeless beauty. She always looked very pretty, put together. She wore skirts, dresses, very simple. It wasn't like super bright and colorful, but I always thought, wow, she looks so put together. And she was dating a guy who also was a very high value guy that they ended up getting married. And it's interesting because as I started exploring the importance of dressing femininely, she immediately came to mind. And I was like, wow, at school, she really stood out. She was very different than most of the girls on campus. And I went to a Christian campus, which I mean, this is kind of sad. I went to a Christian campus and I still kind of feel like this is the trend with college campuses, but like this grungy hipster look was kind of a thing. And I, th I think it still is a thing. And so a girl dressing femininely, she was totally set apart from all of the other girls on campus just in what she wore. And I will say that her inner beauty did reflect her outer beauty. We had a, a prayer group. We met once a week at 5.15 and we would pray for our husbands and she was dating this guy, but she would still come to the group. So she was just as radiant on the inside as she was on the outside. So it can be both. I think I just wanna get that point across that it's both and. So dressing femininely is an outer symbol of being set apart from the normal mainstream culture. My hope in making this video is to encourage the girl or woman who is interested or curious or has the desire to wear dresses but feels like I felt kind of like an imposter or feels awkward or uncomfortable the journey of starting to wear dresses or you have people that's like oh that's just trendy it's not uh that's just a trendy thing it's not actual femininity and it's like well it doesn't have to be trendy it can just be a lifestyle and it's good we should be excited that there are more girls embracing wearing dresses there's nothing wrong with that even if you yourself have chosen that that is not your thing you're not interested there's nothing wrong with other people embracing that so i hope that this video was fun for you if you want a little wardrobe tour and how i wear my dresses and skirts i'm happy to share that with you if there is any interest there so i hope you have enjoyed today's video i bless you and your households and the work of your hands